1: You are
0: Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. In today's show, we're going to go over some of Ted Thompson's comments from the NFL owners meetings down in Phoenix. But first, I would like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network which includes Locked on NFL Draft, which is one of the best podcasts you will find. Locked on NFL and Locked on Fantasy. And, of course, there's my website, PackerReport.com. Over at Packer Report yesterday, I continued my all-Packers mock draft. Third round, I went outside linebacker. I talked to three scouts. I mean, this is where this draft is. I talked to three scouts. I said, who do, you, who do you think might be around? I got ten names. Of those ten names, I think six names were mentioned by two scouts. So there's just really no consensus on who could be there. So anyway, I took the six more likely, I don't know if there would be most likely, but six of the more likely targets. Uh, talk about the pros and cons of each guy and then picked one for the Packers. That's a Packer report. Um, and for our members, if you're not a member, you can sign up today for one month and I will buy two months. Just plug in the coupon code F A. 2017, it's F for free, A for agency, 2017, and a free story over there, the first of a series, another series that I'm working on, it's reviewing Ted Thompson's drafts, and I started with the quarterbacks yesterday, and it's not just to hit on the, oh, he hit on Aaron Rodgers, he hit on Matt Flynn, he missed on Brian Brom, that's part of it. At the end of it, though, I summarize it by trying to figure out, what is Thompson looking for when he drafts a quarterback? Trying to find some common threads among the prospects he's drafted. And therefore, spinning that into, here's who we could possibly be looking at in this draft. And that is a free story over at PackerReport.com. All right, nothing earth-shattering from Ted Thompson yesterday during his meeting with reporters down in Phoenix. I thought the most interesting thing, and this, of course, this is Captain Obvious stuff here, right? This is the kind of stuff that, if you're on Twitter, there's a guy named Captain Obvious. He's, what is he, the Hotels.com guy, whatever he is. Um, he was asked about running backs. Remember, they lost Eddie Lacy. Right now, they're, they've got Ty Montgomery, Kristen Michael, Don Jackson. That's all they've got. Not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of backfield power there. And he was asked if they need to do more. And here Thompson says, we need some more guys. We're a little short in a couple of areas. So from a personnel standpoint, we've got to get some more bodies. But we like the guys that we have. It's just that we'd like to get some more. And that's, again, that's that's Captain Obvious stuff. You can't go into a... They can't go into the training camp with three running backs. I mean, you've got to get guys... I mean, you, you could possibly go into the season with Montgomery, Michael, and Jackson. I don't think they will. But you could. But you can't... I mean, when you only got three in a roster, you can't go through off-season practices and training camp with three. You need to get, you need to add some depth there. So not exactly earth-shattering stuff. The Adrian Peterson elephant in the room came up, and, in a shocker. Thompson went out not answer if he had any interest in Peterson. Let's all answer. Excuse me. Let's all together answer that question. Uh, Thompson said, "I'm reading this here from PackersNews.com." We don't talk about players that are not on our team. We never have. We never will. It doesn't serve a purpose, I don't think. Again, that's exactly what you'd expect Thompson to say on Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles or you know, Humpty Dumpty. Um, yeah, So not exactly earth-shattering stuff there, but maybe the most interesting stuff of the day is, that, you know, at least he admitted that, yeah, we need a running back. And then it's a good running back draft. I put together a story. On Sunday night on the Packers and Christian and uh, Christian McCaffrey with a possible first-round draft pick. Um it's a he's a ter- unbelievable. You know, I came out of this thinking, well, McCaffrey and Montgomery, you've got the same player, kind of. I mean, McCaffrey's probably better than Montgomery, but you're you're in in a sense, you're having the same player. But you're not. I mean, I've I've looked at a little bit of clips of of McCaffrey. I've asked around. I've seen his stats. He is he's got some hard nose to him. He's got some between the tackles to him, and I I think a McCaffrey Montgomery timeshare would be excellent. Now, the more I watch McCaffrey, the more I'm less certain that he'd be there at 29 for the Packers. But you know, this is such a good. You know, every time I mention a guy on Twitter, oh, he won't be there for the Packers. I probably had that on twenty guys. Oh, he won't be there, and that's not even including like the guys who won't be there for the Packers. You know, you know the the Leonard Fournettes and the the real cream of the crop guys, quarterbacks as well. There are probably if you add those guys in there, there are probably forty guys. We'd say, oh, they won't be there at twenty-nine. Well, do the math. <laughs> there there's going to be some guys at twenty-nine who you don't think will be there because this draft is just loaded. So that so I don't I don't I mean other than the top ten or so guys, I don't think I'd roll anybody falling the number twenty nine because it is just so deep and it's and this thing could go any which way. So the McCaffrey thing is interesting, but it is a it is a good running back draft to be sure. Now here's my personal order. Um based surely on skill. So I'm gonna have Joe Mixon from Oklahoma up here. Um, he, I don't. If you, this is again just based on skill. I, I have Leonard Fournette LSU at one, Joe Mixon from Oklahoma at two, Christian McCaffrey at three. I have a kind of a gap there in my book. I would take McCaffrey every day of the weekend, twice on Sunday, over Dalvin Cook of Florida State. Um, the testing stuff was a bit worrisome. I mean, but there was off the field stuff. There's a little bit of an injury history there. He fumbled a lot. So those are my top four. I'm not an Elvin Kamara guy from Tennessee. He's the, you know, uh, probably the number five back um, skill wise for most teams. I would say he's a terrific pass catcher. Um, He's never been the guy in the backfield, which I wonder is that good because there's no wear and tear, or is that bad because maybe he's just not capable of doing it. And then then it's just a. It's, it's kind of a who-you-like thing. I mean, if, if you're talking just big guys, which I would think that would be what the Packers would want, would be the, the big guy. You know, Oklahoma's Samaj Perine is next on my list. Um, Texas' is Dante Foreman. I really like him, but A, he never caught the ball. But the guy had more... Not more. The guy had as many fumbles as receptions last year. Six. That is not a good stat. Um... Brian Hill from Wyoming, kind of more than James Stark's role, as a taller guy. I like him a lot. Um, Pittsburgh, James Connor, who um has successfully battled Non Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mean, you're talking you know, you're talking day two guys or day three guys here when you're talking. Probably Perrine's day three, foreman's day three. Those are you know um in Connor. I'm a big Elijah Hood fan from North Carolina because he catches the ball. He's a big guy. Uh, Jamal Williams from BYU could fit that bill, too. So A lot of big guys. It's a a very, very good running back draft, and I just wonder, if you're Thompson, if McCaffrey's not there, and I don't think he's going to be, if Cook was there, I, I would not draft Alvin Cook. I would not draft Alvin Kamara. Um Man, Foreman's fumbles, I probably wouldn't draft him either. I'd be go I'd be I'd be looking fourth round, Samaj Perrine, Oklahoma, Brian Hill, Wyoming. Been, you know, maybe fifth, fifth round you're talking, you know, Connor, Williams. So that it's a it's a good draft running back wise, and yeah, Thompson's right, you've got to get a running back. No there's no doubt about it. And I think there'll be plenty of guys worth taking.
0: List.
1: If your company is interested in speaking directly to Packers fans, you could be right here on this podcast. Sponsor Locked On Packers, and your company will reach a passionate 98% male audience that is 78% between the ages of 18 to 44 and 75% from 25 to 54. And recent studies have shown that podcast listeners are 65% more likely to interact with sponsors and other forms of media. Get your company great exposure right here Unlocked on Lockdown Packers. Our rates are very reasonable and based solely on the number of listeners, so you get your value. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started today. Once again, that is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started for your company on Lockdown Packers. All right, back to Ted Thompson. According to Thompson, he's been needled by some of his GM colleagues that he actually went out and signed somebody. So as much as many of you are utterly shocked that he has signed not one, not two, not three, but four players, and not just four players. I mean, anybody can sign four players, right? But four players who have actually started football games. <laughs> I guess it's, uh, if, if you're surprised, so are his colleagues. Here's what Thompson said, again from uh, the story by Ryan Wood of, of the Press Gazette. There are people that ask me certain questions and had it come up a lot lately, but it's all in jest. Everyone is having a good time here. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. You're in Arizona. Rub it in. <laughs> so, it has been a It has been a, a big offseason of, you know, I'm going to call this attempting to rebuild this team on the fly where you've lost seven free agents and signed four. The defense, which is the part that, you know, Underline it, when red circle it, asterisk. Defense is the part that really needed help. You've gotten Devon House at cornerback and and Ricky Jean Francois on the defensive line. I think I think House comes in and starts right away. You know, it's I think House probably unseats Gunter and then Randall and Rollins and and in the draft pick battle it out for the the nickel in the, in the other cornerback spot would be my guess. And then Ricky Jean-Francois for four games is the insurance policy or the replacement for LeTroy Guy for four games and then really bolsters your D-line the rest of the season. But a lot of work to be done here. You know, first and foremost was, on a money-wise, was losing Micah Hyde. Hyde, of course, was a five-year, $30.5 million contract with the Bills. Mike is one of my all-time favorites," Thompson said. "Sorry, it didn't work out. We're happy that he seems to be happy. Yeah, it didn't work out. Thompson didn't offer my contract. That probably played a role in it not working out. But I can understand him not offering a contract when, when the money gets that big. Then what's he going to do? I mean, I, again, I have said this here. I said this. I've written this. It's pretty clear. The game plan of defense is to get faster. Because based surely on the type of player he is and what he offers you, Micah Hyde for $6 million really is not a bad deal. But if you're trying to get faster, then he doesn't fit at all. And I think that is what it is. I don't, I don't think Hyde... You can't look at Hyde in the vacuum. I would have thought they'd have picked Julius Peppers and Dayton Jones and kept one of them. Because now you now you got to replace two guys rather than one. You mean You keep one... But no, they got rid of it. Thompson. Let them both go. Why? They're not fast enough. So you 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 you, you I, that to me shows you that the goal here on defense is to get faster. When you let go of those three guys, the goal is to get faster. When you when you lose Jones and Peppers, it really puts outside linebacker into play in this draft. Obviously, great draft, and in my. All Packers mock. I want outside linebacker in the third round. Figuring that I had to get my guard first because I needed a sure thing to replace Lang. And then I looked second round, third round, and I thought, where is the most depth? Is, it, is there more depth at corner or more depth at outside linebacker? And I thought there's more depth at outside linebacker. So I said corner, second. I had plenty of outside linebackers in the third round to choose from. So that's going to be a priority there, but a, a good draft class for Thompson to knock that off. Speaking of guard, Thompson's going to have to get one after losing TJ Lang to Detroit, and that, that move is still mystifying to me. If the goal is to win a Super Bowl, you're not better without Lang. You could argue that you're better without Micah Hyde, because you need to get faster. You could argue that, you know, Dayton Jones and Julius Peppers, you're, you're better there. You cannot argue that you are a better football team today Without Lang, and I, I think Thompson erred on this one because now he's created a hole that he didn't have to fill. You know, long term, is Lang going to be overpaid because of age and age and injury history? Yeah, perhaps he might be. Perhaps he might be. But you've created another opening. I mean, toughness, leadership, all those things. Thompson said, "We wish him well, and we thank him for his service." Now it's our job to get busy and try to replace him. It won't be an easy task, but it's not something we're shying away from. And I think all you out there can can rest comfortably, knowing the Packers are not going to shy away from replacing T.J. Lang. I'm sure you're relieved. I'm sure you're relieved to hear that. <laughs> um, so that is a a big, big, big challenge for Thompson. And you got to fix the defense, but you also have to go get a guard too. Because I'm telling you, they, they cannot start Don Barclay or, or Jason Spriggs. Not happen. I wish we could look into a silver ball or something, Thompson said about uh, replacing Lang. And see what the future holds there. But we'll just wait and let it play itself out. Of course, the one move that they did make on offense, setting tight end Martellus Bennett. But it's going to be all world in the locker room. He he is going to be a treat. If you if if you're on Twitter, I'm I'm sure you follow him. He is going to be a treat because clearly the guy is super smart. I mean, he says some he'll say some fun things on Twitter, but there's a lot of intelligence in that mind. I am looking forward to covering him for the next couple years because you know as much as um, outlandish things make headlines. I love talking to T.J. Lang because he would just—he was just so darn smart. And I'm feel—I'm feeling like maybe Bennett is that, with a bit more charisma. So, um, here Thompson on Bennett says we like him, we like what he brings to the equation. He seems to be excited about being here, so we're happy to have him. And the last thing—this was uh, apparently right directly to Ryan Wood of, of the Press Gazette, talking about Aaron Rodgers' contract. Rodgers is underpaid, and this is something that I mentioned actually way back in uh, during my postseason grades when I, when I graded on the salary cap curve and I realized just how low down that salary cap um, Rodgers ranks. Thompson, not surprisingly, would not uh, get too deep into that. Um, kind of speaking in general here, says, We're always planning. The organization as a whole, and certainly myself, Russ Ball, Ball is their negotiating guy. Are always planning for how the team is gonna be structured. We don't ever talk about individual players amongst that. And he's talking about to the media there. But we're always talking about the structure of the team. So obviously there's a at some point this is gonna to have to get done. I mean, if if the Bears give Mike Lennon, you know, fourteen million a year or whatever the hell they gave him, <laughs> Rodgers is to be worth nineteen more. Um obviously the 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 whole draft class of twenty fourteen is coming up, ha, Clinton Dix. The first-round pick, there's a fifth-round player option there, so you can kick that one down the road. But wide receiver Devontae Adams and center Corey Lindsley are certainly guys that you need to keep. So, you know, as I look at my phone today, and I'm, I'm still not entirely sure the NFLPA has updated this. But based on the NFLPA's latest numbers, the pack. Actually, no, actually... The, They have just updated this in the last 15 minutes because I had this all ready to go for today. The Packers are $22.4 million under the salary cap. Just a little bit less than $22.4 million under the cap. That's a lot of money, obviously, and I would assume that he'll pocket out of pocket. He'll save a bunch of that money in hopes of getting some of those guys knocked off here, especially the guys who are heading the free agency, Adams and Lindsley. And that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. My sincere thank you for listening. Have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.
0: Catalyst.